This episode of Star Wars and Character is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To learn how you can help support the show and have the opportunity to pick a future character for an upcoming episode of Star Wars and Character, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozaz. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm a lot more classy than that. Say I apologized to the ladies. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about the room. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Anything no for room. my princess. No, no more room jokes, please. <laughs> this is the third week in a row. <laughs> well, second, because we lost the first Second, week. oh yeah. The first week was really room heavy. We're first week. Jokes till you watch it. We're talking about Derek Hobby Clivian. His favorite movie was The Room. Clivian sounds dirty. It does. It sounds wet. Wet and wet. Protruding. Just, I, I don't know. I said wet. Pop gets engorged Jeez. every once in a while. Sounds dirty. Derek sounds dirty. <laughs> Does a hobby horse have a wooden dick? <laughs> That's it, really? Yeah. From Roadhouse? From yeah. Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> hobby appears in episode five Empire Strikes Back. I watched it today. Never I mean, saw it. My name, these are reachable names. Reachable. We can reach them? I understand that. He's talking about Star Wars. My <laughs> name is Andrew Chaikin Chris. What's that mean? No one knows what that is, huh? Is that the actor? No. It is the voice actor who voiced Livian in Rogue Squadron 3 Rebel Strike. Wow, that's a reach. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> it's reachable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by Michael Stackpole Matt. Stackpole? That's his name, yeah. Stackpole. That sounds dirty, too. <laughs> and he's an author. Clivian on a stackpole. He stuck the stackpole into the Clivian. And out. Clivian, and half, stackpole half gave pole. it all to Clivian. He actually misspelled Clivian's name when he wrote the book. That's why I brought up his name. And it said Dutch. What book did he write? That's a good question to ask. Oh. I don't think you had Is that it a here. name? <laughs> That's a good question. I thought I set up for the name. That's I thought where you were going with that. No, no, he misspelled. He, rather than he put no I, he put Clivan. No, not Clivan. Yeah. Clivan, Clavin, going. To my left, Richard Oldfield, Dave. Oldfield, me too. Wait, why is was that dirty? Old Oldfield, Stackpole, Clivian. Did an Oldfield around her Clivian that as he placed his Stackpole in between. That was good. What's he this? What's he this guy? He's the guy who acted who was a portrayer. Oh, He's giving away like my entire story here. This one, <laughs> this this is, is shouldn't give away anything to him. And Corey Burtim. Again! <laughs> Real Tim? Stuff. I'm sorry. And, and that's it. And now trivia. <laughs> Uh, it's fucking Star Wars in character, for God's sakes, or whatever he said. <laughs> Corey Burt's Bert Tim, Tim, Tim. Yes. Tim, Tim, Ren, Tim, Tim. Tim's facts back, Latouris Clivian. <laughs> Derek, Derek Clivian, also known as Hobby. And I, I don't 
in in my reading, I don't recall if they ever actually said where he got the name Hobby. So that was I'm his not nickname. Really sure. Yeah, his nick- that's his nickname. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure because there's so many names in Star Wars that sound silly but are real. So I wasn't quite yeah. sure if it was real or not. That's okay. All right. That's what Luke and- calls him in Empire Strikes Back. His name is... <laughs> yeah, that's how he got it. Um, maybe he was just piloting as a hobby and got stuck in the war, and they use that ironically. Professional. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, this, is good. this is one of those stories where you get a character that's involved with a lot of stuff, kind of like the the Wedge Antilles episode and the Biggs episode and any any of the five uh, bounty hunters where whoa where what was that to my frog? <laughs> <by Burr. laughs> I was like whoa I didn't mean to do that I'm sorry ladies I'm a lot more classy than that see I apologized to the ladies um, so he pointed it out twice. Th- this is, is one of those ones where he, his story is ridiculously edited down because he is he's not quite Wedge Antilles level or he's but he's he's got a lot of shit. So I, I whittled it down to the just the bare bones. I am scrolling through his his Wikipedia page and it is so extensive that there's like there has to be 20 f- pictures of him, but one, yeah. it, only one is from the movie. The 19 yep. other are from everywhere else. Comics and books and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he, he has a lot of story to him. And <laughs> he gets injured a lot. <laughs> I, that, that is the one I picked up from this. I'm Maybe going that's to a hospital. What could part? possibly go wrong? <laughs> that character from Hot Shots. So. <laughs> So, Hobby, he is a human pilot from the planet of Raltir. He is a member of Rogue Squadron. And trivia. And, and trivia, yeah. There it is. And I whittled it down. And I know Dave mentioned him a lot during the Biggs uh, exclusive episode. And I, I probably may have brought him up a little bit during the Wedge episode as well. So, you guys may have primer on Hobby. If you don't know who he is, he's the guy that's in uh, episode. He's in uh, Empire Strikes Back, and he is the guy that says, "Shit." <laughs> says shit. <laughs> he's the guy that says, "You know, two, two, uh, two, two fighters against a star destroyer." I have that scene that, here too. That's just one line. Play it, Dave. Ships will leave as soon as they're loaded. Only two fighter escorts per ship. The energy shield can only be opened for a short time, so you'll have to stay very close to your transports. Two fighters against a star destroyer. The ion. <laughs> <laughs> I love how dopey he sounds, and he looks like a dope. He's so is this, I got a I got a question, Tim, and if this ruins part of your story, I'll cut it out. But is this the guy that had Heskins fever, and that's why Jack Porkins? Like ended up flying the wrong ship and got killed. This is the guy. Son yes. of a bitch. <laughs> now does that ruin got your story? Because I'll take. Does that ruin your story That's... later? I, I can take that out. No, no, no. Keep keep okay. it in. Keep it in. Because okay. I never actually talk about the disease. Oh, this guy. I, I, I don't. I don't name it. So when we get there, you have you have named the disease for me. This jerk. <laughs> so he's a native native of Raltier, and he always wanted to be a pilot. He even went to like pilot camp. And all sorts of stuff. He, he he would he would go to summer camp at the Imperial Academy to learn 
early on the piloting basics. And then he eventually makes it to the Imperial Naval Academy, uh, which was a goal for a lot of people. I mean, that's, that's even what Luke wanted to do. He wanted to go to the Imperial Academy. That was the, that was your way to see the, see the universe kind of like a lot of kids going into the military. That's, that's their way out of their town. That's the way to, to go and learn something and do something different than what they're, what they're already exposed to. So that's what his dream was. And he gets to the Academy and he's pretty he's pretty straight and narrow from from the get go. He's 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 there and he's doing all the great stuff and he's a he's a he's a pretty good student. Uh, and then he meets up with this other guy named Biggs while he's there, and he and Biggs sort of strike up a friendship. But Biggs was quick to see that the Empire wasn't all it was cracked up to be. He was he started to see things. There was a there was a group that the, that they were part of that actually uh, had a meeting, and the, neither of them went to this particular one meeting. But at the meeting, there was a spy, a rebel spy, in the meeting. So what happened is when it was found that there was a spy at this meeting, the Empire or the, the Academy rounded up every everybody that was at that meeting, whether they were spies or not, and then they were never heard from again. So they they assumed the worst. They assumed they were executed or or what have you, and that was the first clue for Clivian that the Empire w- was up to no good. Well, much of the, the chagrin they were no sent to the six six planet of the planet sixty on. <laughs> yeah, with a bunch of <laughs> green hookers, just to get him out of the way and not cause any trouble. So yeah. bad move there, Biggs. And you want to rebel yeah, against this? Ooh. <laughs> so um, so Biggs Biggs and him. Were big fast friends, and Biggs was trying to get him to to join the to join him in in leaving to go to the rebellion. But he, but Hobby wasn't really sold on it. He was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But he but he kept his friends safe. He didn't he didn't rat on him. Um, but eventually, after after the that roundup of all the people, it's sort of it sort of solidified. He was like, they killed all these people. So they thought this, this is no good. We I've, we've got to find a way to get out of here. And the two of them were actually uh, sent on a mission to Bestine Ford. I remember Dave bringing this up during the Biggs episode. Yeah. I remember that planet name even. Yeah. Bestine Ford. Oh God, this is how uh, I hope I'm wrong. Cause it means, and the things I remember are, are so unimportant. I think that's where Jack Porkins is from. I think you're right. Yeah. And Porkins, Porkins may have been part of this. I, I didn't notice his name as in the group, but they, uh, but Clivian was an executive officer on the ship that was going, was going to the, to Bestine. So they, 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 they put together this plan to, uh, to mutiny and to escape. So, the, and and was, there's a real long story that goes along with it. I think it was in several episodes of the X-Wing comic, if I, if I recall correctly. And the mutiny was planned. Cliven was in charge, and they sort of got the, the main guy out of the way so they could take over the ship. But there was a big battle that sort of ensued between the Imperial people and the people who wanted to... to defect to the rebellion and there were a lot of casualties on both sides and Clivian actually lost his left arm in the melee. Oh, 
So he already loses an arm. And losing an arm sucks, but this is Star Wars. <laughs> so we got a new one made. It only sucks for a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or if you're a Wampa. Or or so. horse man. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so unless you're a non-human, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So this, he, he this best scene. I mean, I'm looking it up. It's it's <laughs> that cut scene from A New Hope where Biggs is talking about like leaving and joining the rebellion. When he's talking to Luke, he, he mentions that planet in that scene. Oh. He says, though, he, he has a friend on Bestine. So this this is like an original, you know, George Lucas planet that Thing. we never see. Yeah. So he gets a he, he loses arm. He gets a new one as soon as they get to the rebellion, because at this point they've gotten away. He gets a new arm. The rebellion gets a whole bunch of new pilots. Uh, and this all happens just a little bit before the the Battle of Yavin. Not that not that long before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, but during this time, actually, when they get to the rebellion, they don't have X wings yet. And 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 according to this, this is this is the story where the rebellion gets all of those X wings oh. that they use in that they use in, in the battle. Uh, at this time, Biggs and Hobby and a lot of those pilots that just came were still flying TIE fighters. Oh, that's pretty neat. So they sat down with General Dodonna to create a plan where they were actually going to go to the factory. And we talked about this factory on um, on the Snowspeeder episode. I believe that's it's made the same company makes makes the X wings. And, I, and we and we wondered why why they would advertise that they were supplying, but they weren't actually supplying them. According to the story, is they they took their Tie Fighters, went and attacked the shipyard that these were being made, and stole a bunch of the X wings. And during the battle to get the X wings, Hobby's ship gets hit, and he has to eject. So he ejects out of the ship to save himself, but in the process of ejecting, he gets clipped by the tie wing, ah. wing tie fighter wing, and he loses his right leg. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why is that funny? <laughs> I think it's funny how he lost an arm. He got it back. That's true. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Actually. Yeah. So lost an arm, lost a leg. Uh, he gets he gets to the ground. He gets into a ship. He but he's a fucking badass. Abby was hobbled. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, it was. It was like uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, misery. He gets on the ground and someone oh. blocks his feet. Oh man, you dirty birdie. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a champ, and he actually gets into an X-wing with one leg and flies it back to Yavin. So. <laughs> That's, that's impossible. This is crazy. It's a gas break. I was going to say, is there a clutch or not? If it's an automatic, <laughs> yeah. he's fine. I have no idea. There's a clutch. He's got an issue. And he gets back, but this is Star Wars, and they make him a new leg. Of course. <laughs> you ain't got new leg, Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> ain't got no legs. Oh, fuck. Dave, I take Dave's good joke and drive it into the ground with my stupidness. It's, you know what's funny is as I was writing this down, I kept thinking, you ain't got no leg. As I was writing it down several hours ago, as I was putting this story together, you ain't got no leg clitoris. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Why you sound like what is it, the huggy bear or sugar bear right there? Sugar bear. 
Okay. Again, another golden crisp. Whatever the hell it was. Hey, buddy. I just want to give you guys some cereal, kids. Um, now, hey, he, gets to, <laughs> he gets to Gavin. And even though they, they give him a new leg, he does have an open wound in a tropical planet. <laughs> that has to burn. Gangrene, man. Yeah, he gets this is this is what what was what was the disease, Matt? Heskin. Heskin's fever. Heskin fever. This open wound is what caused him to get the Heskin fever. <laughs> so he was laid up during uh during the Battle of Yavin. He 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 just couldn't move. He was he had all this shit all over his body. He basically looked like the, the pictures make him look like a crazy burn victim. Some of the pictures make him look like Matt Damon. I pictures. It, it does look like he, he, he look he has like this like creeping uh, sore all over his face yeah. and stuff like that. I saw those online. Some people do anything to get out of a battle. <laughs> yeah, got that fever, Eskin fever. So, um, but he he uh, so he sits sits at the sits out the battle, and he doesn't know that Biggs had. Biggs had uh, been killed, and when he when everybody comes back, he hobbles out there. Like, oh, where's Biggs? Where's Biggs? And Luke basically has to tell him he's gone. <laughs> he's gone, Hobby, and I, and he's just destroyed. Oh, is his his friend the, the the reason he's there? The reason he's alive and all that stuff. Biggs is gone. Um, but Luke and him are become good friends because of their associate with Biggs. They would trade stories. Oh, Biggs used to do this. One time he fucked a Wampera. All crazy stuff. <laughs> so, Luke, even though Hobby's not the best of pilots, he has a bad track record, he invites him to become a founding member of Rogue Squadron. Um, awesome. There's, yeah, it is. That is one of the greatest games. I think we've talked right. about that. That's all the 17th of November. And, huh? Yeah, the new Battlefront comes Battlefront out. Comes oh, out. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. November. I was like, uh, 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 Force Awakens is December 18th. You got that really, really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so the Battle of Hoth is there's there's stuff that happens between episode four and episode five, obviously. But those I think those are all in like comics and the X-Wing novels. And, and he's just part of missions. He's not really doing anything. So flash forward Battle of Hoth, which we learned is on the sixth planet of the system in the last episode. Oh, uh, Tim. Which I got wrong. Thank you, Kevin Lyle. Um, he was flying what are you his looking rogue. At? It's four. fucking Star Wars in character. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was flying his rogue four at this time, and uh, and as I said earlier, and, and we played the clip, we see him in the movie uh, when Leia is given the briefing about how the escape plan is going to work, and there's going to be two two X wings escorting are you, the transport ships. Are you saying that at that part does he have a fake leg and a fake arm? Yeah, at that part, he has a fake leg and a fake arm. <laughs> okay. So now what happened? What would happen if he's <laughs> piloting amongst all these mechanical things like the ADATs, the ATSTs, the there's there's transmissions being sent back and forth to star destroyers? What happens if he gets a bad frequency in his arm and leg, like a, a bad transmission, and his and his limbs go fucking haywire when he's trying to pilot? <laughs> Get the Jimmy leg. Yeah. What would happen? That would be fun. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. If if they had thought about that in 1980, when that guy had that one line poorly delivered, <laughs> I know. Two fighters against a Star Destroyer? 
That's his big line. And that which Leia responds, yeah, asshole. Yeah, suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look and see if I can notice if it's fake or not. His his one arm, one leg. Yeah. That guy is such an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's, He's the one. He's, he's, he's. He's throwing shade there at, uh, at at a princess. Absolutely, princess of what? We don't know. <laughs> Are you really a princess if your planet's gone? Yeah, somebody <laughs> pointed that out the other yeah. day. I saw that. What is she, a princess? I'm trying to find who said that. Yep, that was that was a good point. Is that might have been Chris Hernandez? Uh, that, that name for some reason pops up on that question. Yeah. And, pops and up. Major Durlin just stands there. Like, isn't he his commanding officer? It's a little known yeah. fact that imperial frequencies do not affect artificial limbs. <laughs> <laughs> and he stands there and he listens and, and, and she shuts him down. And he stands yep. there and then and then uh, the thick Boston accent comes out and they're all off. Hey, uh, you know, go Bruins. <laughs> the Bears. <laughs> so he was uh, he and he and Wedge were Luke's wingmen uh, on the Battle of Hoth when the Adats come. So they were they they were scheduled to fly out on the X wings, but they had to defend the base for as long as they could. So his his one major contribution to the battle was having his snowspeeder shot huh. as usual. This it's kind of his mo, and it catches fire. It still can kind of fly, but he realizes his his damaged ship won't be able to make the return to base or land safely. So he decides to do a kamikaze move oh. and crash it into general Veer's at, at which I didn't actually, I didn't know that his at, had a name blizzard one. Oh, I, I didn't remember, but I think Dave did bring that up in the Veer's special. He did. Okay. Blizzard one, which I think is weird since the at weren't necessarily snow vehicles. They were just, all terrain. Um, yeah. True. Yeah, good point. Endor too. Yeah, it's like why would they call it that? Where was another one called? You know, Sundial Five or something. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a fucked up coincidence. <laughs> yeah, maybe those uh, spe- adats were specially designed for the cold, and possibly. others were. There were sweaters in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the, the the sweaters you put on little dogs when you take them out in the in the fall and winter to walk them. <laughs> they had giant leg warmers for the four legs. Yeah. <laughs> what a feeling! <laughs> the maniac, maniac. He didn't as a stance when he crashed into the thing. He, he didn't feel much pain. Why? I see, he doesn't have much limbs to feel pain I on. Big legs. See this, what what do you think happens when? I think his one leg caught on when, fire. He didn't feel it. Well, we kind of know what happens because we talked about it in Veers. They, they both survive, and we theorize that they crashed into each other and shielded each other from the explosion, apparently, or else there's no other explanation for them surviving. That's right. Yeah, Veers survived. <laughs> Th- thanks for backing me up in the middle of a yawn there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the yawn, too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for my princess. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently hobby is able to eject out of the out of his ship i never see anyone eject out of the ship it's, well, it's the same it's the same eject system they had on java sail barge yeah everyone has an eject and their own personal it, like, eject system. teleport you somewhere else it's funny like you said this guy's a bad track record you've mentioned him twice ejecting yeah from his this sh- time <laughs> this time he doesn't lose a limb thank god <laughs> 
I was hoping he would, man. That was funny. But he, he uh, a limb, but he now has an artificial heart. <laughs> he's like, if I only had a heart. Um, but he makes it back. He survives the battle. Uh, he actually goes on. There's a bunch of stuff that happens between Empire and Jedi. If if you if you really want to know, it, just read the X-wing and Rogue Squadron books because he's in all he's in all of that stuff. Uh, so and he actually takes part in the Battle of Endor. So he's he's there at Endor in that thing. He after the Battle of Endor, he he actually uh, where the Rebel symbol is on his helmet, he paints a, a silhouette of Death Star Two. I guess because he's well, I guess I took place in that battle. So he paints it on himself. Yeah, on his on his helmet. On his helmet. This guy is really strange. He's <laughs> he has one arm and he paints. Come on. <laughs> he's he's Van Gogh, but he didn't cut off his ear. <laughs> now, <laughs> bionic too. <laughs> I will say there are a lot. There are a lot of Rogue Squadron, and then uh, a, lot, a lot of Rogue Squadron stories, like I just said. And uh, I will say that just perusing through his wikipedia he crashes a lot of ships and there is another shot of him losing his other leg no no there's not so he loses so in the in the course of his life he loses an arm and both legs Jeez. and there's more pictures of him crashing x-wings and there's pictures of him getting beat up <laughs> and there's a lot of pictures of him just sort of standing there looking dopey like he does in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for for such a dopey character, they gave this guy so much story. I was hoping that he was going to die. For a guy who has crashed as many planes or crashed as many ships as he has, this guy should have died. But no, no he turned into IG eighty eight. It feels that way. They he's pro- a terrible fucking pilot. They probably did that because he's mentioned by name in the movie. Like I was, I watched the scene yeah. today to time it. I didn't, I like Tim and I were talking before we recorded. I have him down. I only recorded the scene where he talks. He's in that whole scene. He's even like standing in the background when there's a close up of her. He's in the movie in that briefing for 29.78 seconds. But he's probably his character probably technically is in it longer because his ship is there. I didn't time that. But you you only see in that movie Luke and Dak, Wedge and Jansen, and Zev Sineska. So that's like everybody. Like it is like you're supposed to yeah. This is a whole fleet of people. You only see five of them. And at least he gets his name mentioned. When Luke is crashing, he says his name. He says Hobby. So that's probably why they gave this guy such a big backstory. So, yeah. And and Matt, you were right about Porkins and which one? That's Bestine Four. Oh God, I was <laughs> the home world of Porkins, but also Zev Sineska. Hey, uh, I remember that, but I can't remember. Where I put my damn umbrella. <laughs> and I live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so there, are, there are all sorts of stories. Red Red Flight, I think, is the name of his flight pattern after Rogue Squadron ends, if I remember correctly. And he he continues. He actually is flying combat missions well into his 70s. Now. Yeah, he keeps on going. He, he is the Energizer button. <laughs> That's who he is. 
Yeah. Robotic man. <laughs> we can make you faster. We can make you stronger. Excellent. We can make you better. We can rebuild. Um, so he has no his final mission was something as I said in his late sixties, early seventies, where he was helping Lando do something on Kessel. Um, and that that's that's where his story ends for all intents and purposes. Uh, I do have some behind the scenes information on this guy. Okay. Um, he is portrayed in the movie by some dopey looking guy named Richard Oldfield. <laughs> who my favorite is customer. just a guy who shows up in a few movies. Uh, the, the two movies that I recognize that he was in were Life Force and Razor's Edge. He was also in Ragtime, by the way. And you never but, met this guy? No, this guy, I've never, the name has never really popped up. So I don't even know if I've ever even tried to attempt to get his autograph through the mail or not. I, I have met him. Yeah, you have. No, not really. <laughs> he, his voice in the movie, he was voiced by Corey Burton, who is a very well-respected uh, voiceover artist. And he, for Star Wars people, they would know him best as the voice of Count Dooku on the Clone Wars. And uh, also, Corey Burton did the voice of Luke Skywalker on the original um, story record of Star Wars. But I never knew that Corey Burton actually on the films so this is news to me and i i've i have cory burton's autograph i've actually had email correspondence with cory burton years ago back when i was i wanted to be you know a voiceover artist or something of that caliber and he you know I, he he wrote a book and i've read it and all that good stuff but cory burton voice of hobby in empire strikes back um and uh he Cobby does get an action figure. He got, as far as I know, he only had his action figure released once in a comic two pack that came out a bunch of years ago. As far as I know, that's the only hobby action figure ever made. And that's all I got. Tim, you wanted to be a voiceover person. I, I had, I had, I had looked into it. I had, I thought that it would be kind of fun to try to do voiceover, but I, my range is limited. I would be basically be doing commercials if that was what I, I was. If that's what I was gonna go and do. You'd be like that one uh, man show on Family Guy where every character has the same voice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. I, I if 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 I was to end up being a voiceover artist, it would be like for like local commercials, which you couldn't really do as a full on career. I, didn't I would have to about you. Yeah, it was it was something I looked into. It was something I I had I had considered. Well, apparently, one path of that is to be homeless, and then you get hired <laughs> yeah, like by Kraft. Guy. Yeah, like then you get hired by Kraft Mac and Cheese. So you should try that. I, I will. I will try to be homeless. For <laughs> if you you could commit, if you if you really want to do it, Tim, you'll you'll go. Who was that, Matt? That homeless black guy on the news. <laughs> I didn't laugh Sorry, until Tim laughed. No, no, like wasn't that guy with the, with the nice, nice deep voice? Yeah, the man with the. You're list. listening to KRWC 1995. All the classic hits, all know the oldies. Here's a quarter. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you very much. I do. I when I when I talk clearly and more professionally when I'm at work, people ask me, "Are you a singer?" And I'm like, "No." Wow, I am actually. Here's our Christmas specials. Yeah, sing me a song. This is my this is my uh, Finis Velorum song. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards. 
<laughs> God. Is there is there do we get feedback, Matt? <laughs> okay, Chris. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I, I turned to Facebook and man, I got to keep up on this better because there's a lot here and I had to pick and choose. Uh, some of these go back a little farther than others, uh, but I just picked some ones that stood out to me. One was from Robert Kruger and it's a visual, but I'll describe it to you. It's great. He said, I found these in CVS down the street. Guess they'd be considered force socks. And they are. They're socks with RTD2 and C3PO on another set with the Star Wars posters. That's awesome. Force socks hey. really do exist. <laughs> I wanted to give... I'm sorry, go ahead, Dave. They sure do. <laughs> That's right. I had to give Christopher Hernandez props for possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen on our Facebook page, and that is the picture of the four of us superimposed on the Straight out of Compton poster with the phrase <laughs> Straight out of Q-Mart. I think that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I downloaded that and sent that to everybody, and everybody laughed at that. That was freaking awesome. Crazy uh, Dave, name Tim. I, I need straight out of straight out of Compton, like the guy who does the voiceover at uh, it does the announcements at Qmart. Yeah, right. Qmart, <laughs> crazy <laughs> motherfucker named Star Wars. I want you to do a whole recording <laughs> as that guy. I love that. In fact, Dave Dave Smith from uh, Trailer Park Pod Boys, me and I were trading not trade not real, just one lyric back and forth of a song parody. It was it was uh, was it F to Qmart? It was funny. <laughs> Fuck the Q Mart built top on some rotten ground. <laughs> Black tooth at bitches everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Vegetables and fruits all turning brown. <laughs> Still get stuck in your nose hair. <laughs> all right, I, think I had that, the old factory. To, oh, I don't know what the rest of it is. Okay, I don't. I like to be on the uh, song parody. It might be. It might be. Uh, next was from uh, Ken Lalone. I hope I'm saying that right. He posted another picture. He said, who had Rick Olay order his birthday cake? And the birthday cake literally said, it is your birthday. <laughs> uh, Bill Caffrey, who's been a poster for a long, long time. He wrote that I just watched Star Wars with my four-year-old daughter. As the movie ended, she asked, why did Chewie not get a medal? Again, she's four. Why indeed, sweetie? Why indeed? Figured you'd all want to know. Well, yes, we talked at length about that on the uh, Medal of Bravery episode. So that was I like that. Uh, this one was a. I personally enjoyed this, not just because it was me, but I can relate to what this guy says. In fact, that's what the message is about. It's from Martin Jacob Wenzel. He says, "I finished listening to the Matt in the Swick Studio episode. Matt mentioned that his English escape while in Puerto Rico was the Spice Girls. Well, you guys are my Spice Girls while I live in China." Not sure how to take uh, that. <laughs> which one's scary spice? I'll, I'll be scary. That's fine. No, I guess I'd be sporty. Sporty. I don't know. Dave's playing soccer now. He might be sporty spice. I'm scary spice. Which one left first? I'll be her. Ginger. I'm ginger. Yeah. <laughs> you ready to get quitting the show? <laughs> None, no, just a little foreshadowing. That's all. <laughs> just kidding. Nice. Uh, um, and I'll go last but not least for Facebook. Since uh, Chris, did you post a picture of us recording tonight? Or was that Dave? Dave, Dave did? Dave. Okay, Dave did, and some people asked for some shout-outs, so I'll give them to you. First one is from David Rao. He says, my name. He says, say my name in a podcast. My last name rhymes with Roe. Oh, so I guess, or Cal. Shit, I <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> wow. That's even better. So that's why I did say it right. It rhymes with Cal, and I fucked up my own joke there. Shit. <laughs> Jason... Jason, I don't know what you're saying here. Your your last name is C-H-A-N-Z-E, and he said, my name rhymes with chimpanzee. What? <laughs> Chainzy? Is that what you're, is that how you say your name? Chansey? You Chansey? Confu Chansey, you confuse me even more. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, funny guy. He posts a lot. He is, yeah. Cody Reynolds says uh, the... Uh, those dials go to 11? Oh, that's an awesome reference. That's great. Chad Lauterbaugh says, I don't believe you. Well, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan McCarron says, you guys rock. Droopy, right? I'm a musician. We'll be interested in hearing this one. Well, you will have heard Droopy McCool by then. We are recording a bulk set of episodes tonight to get us through summer. Uh, Barry Barnard, who was just the Patreon sponsor last week, says, make funny jokes. Well, I think we fucked up there. What kind of a man on that? That's right. <laughs> and Scott Carlisle says party. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> party, party, and that leads to our Patreon supporter of the week. And this week's random pull is from another podcast. This podcast is Welcome to Comics, and I know we met these guys in Balls for All. I don't know if they introduced themselves as the host of the show to you and to to you, Tim and Chris, or not. Did they? I, no, uh, their names are Andy and Dave, and I've been listening to the show off and on. I, I rotate through all kinds of podcasts. I'm actually on their Secret War coverage right now. And Andy Ooh. and Dave, I, they introduced themselves to me as the host of this show, and I said I'd give it a listen, and I have. I put it on. It's in my subscription list, and it's in my rotation. And they were kind enough to be a Patreon supporter. So check them out if you like comics. I do love comics podcasts. That is a thing I talk about often. And this is this is one of the good ones, the ones I listen to. It's called Welcome to Comics. So thank you for su- for your support and check out the show and thank everyone for their Patreon support. I gushed the last episode. I'm going to gush a little bit again, but not as much. But again, I, I really mean it when I say it helps so much. So thank you to everybody that's contributed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Speaking of other podcasts that uh, like us, I'm I'm not going to read this whole message because some guy named Glenn left us kind of a nasty message about how we didn't do a good job with Quinlan Boss. But he <laughs> he uh, mentions that he heard of our show on another podcast called Good Morning Empire. Do you know what this is? I know the show. Okay, they gave us a shout out apparently. So. Oh hey, good 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 morning Empire. Well, you know who's on that show, right? No, who? Oh, jo- uh, oh, is that his name? Um, no, that's not his name. J- Jake, Jake the Sith, the uh, Jake we met at Celebration oh. Six, the YouTube guy, Alabama. Yeah, that's his show. Awesome, Alabama. Yeah, so that's in my that is in on my subscription list too. Well, I'm, I'm actually su- quite behind on that. I should I should catch there up. Is. I missed a shout out. I'm narcissistic enough to want to hear us be mentioned <laughs> on other shows. Well, thank you to Jake and listen to Good Morning Empire. I'm going to start listening to that because he's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's same. Uh, what would I say? Energy that he put in that YouTube video that he did where he mentioned us. That was fun to watch. So, yeah. I mean, if you like that video, which I know we all did, I think you'll like the show. That was awesome. Yep. This is Star Wars artist Kevin Lyle from NorseLegion.com, a wretched hive of scum and Star Wars jewelry. Time for trivia, Dave. Time for the Lyle File. Lyle File. With everyone's favorite trivia meister, Kevin Lyle. The scores go like this. Him and Chris are tied with seven. We're both sucking at Tim. Seven. We're sucking simultaneously. That's right. What's that called? Simultaneously. Each other or or we're sucking something else? You tell me. What happens usually at these conventions? (laughs) Nothing like that, I don't think. Oh, okay. Well, Matt is uh, next with eight, and then I have nine. So everybody's It is very close. So uh, I'm anxious to see what Kevin has cooked up for us on this 
episode. I'm nervous. Chris, you're first. I could catch up here a little bit. All right. I drew 35 for Chris, so here we go. Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels. Who was the last person Vader killed in his life? Ooh. Good question. The Emperor is Jim Mock is my final answer. <laughs> the answer is Palpatine. No yeah, points. Judges on yeah, no points. <laughs> nice job, Come Chris. Oh man. Nice job. Give me something. Yes, you get points. Thank you. Excellent. All I right. was thinking. I was really thinking. I was like, ooh yeah. Who's up? <laughs> Dave up? That's me. Dave's All up. right. Number thirty seven. That's me. Get it wrong. 37. 37? Yeah. <laughs> Get it wrong. Who is the only non-Jedi Sith character to use a lightsaber in the original trilogy? Non-Jedi Sith? You mean he's saying... Non-Jedi. Non-Jedi or Sith. Sith. Oh, that would be Han Solo. The answer is Han Solo. All right, Dave. All right, man. All right. Let's see. Um, what do we got here? Number 47. <laughs> you get a text? No, that's that was delayed reaction. Oh. <laughs> Which ILMer designed and helped perform the Rancor monster? Oh God! Oh wait, um, is that Tim Rose? Doesn't he do like everything? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go with that. That's the only one I know. Tim Rose. The answer is Phil Tippett. Well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Phil Tippett. It's a trap. Jim, you probably knew that one, didn't you? That one, I, I was going through the through the the names, and I that one didn't that name didn't pop into my head initially. But I, I would have never thought sense. of that name. I didn't know. All uh, right, means it's Tim's I turn. I pulled number sixteen, so it's the last one. We were, that was the last holdout from the first round. So I got to go Ooh. way back here. Okay, all right, number sixteen. All right, J.C. Romero. Question 16. What inhabited Outer Rim planet has the lowest nitrogen count in its atmosphere? Nah, I'm Whoa. just kidding. Oh. Who's taller, Salacious, Crumb, or Yoda? <laughs> that was awesome. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Let me play that again because I totally rode right over that. Question 16. What inhabited Outer Rim planet has the lowest nitrogen count in its atmosphere? Nah, I'm just kidding. Who's taller, Salacious, Crumb, or Yoda? What a question. You be more careful. Oh, wow. That was an awesome <laughs> question, man. <laughs> They're actually equally difficult. I love them. Yeah. I love Wait them. a minute. It's I've fun. never seen one stand there. Are we going action figure? This, uh, this is another one. Tim has a 50-50 shot. Last time he fucked that up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here. The, okay. Let's let's look at it this way. The, uh, the action figure. We're smarter than this. <laughs> if you take the salacious come action action figure, <laughs> what did you just say? I crumb. Okay, people. that's not what I heard. <laughs> what? That's what I think I said. <laughs> you take the salacious crumb action figure and put it next to the Yoda figure. They're around the same size, but if you were to, if you were somehow able to lift, pull the legs, I would think that the. I would think that the Salacious Crumb would be taller. Here is the path to the dark side. Yeah, that explains um, But you see Kawaki and monkey lizards like on people's shoulders in the cartoons. I love this question. 
Oh, shit. I am going to say... I'm going to say... <laughs> shit. It's 50-50, but... Somehow I think Yoda... <laughs> is going to be taller. Uh, Yoda, final answer. God damn it, Kevin, right. you fuck. The answer is Adam Driver. <laughs> he is he's taller. Yeah. All right. What was that? Sixteen. Let's see. All right. Here's a real answer. The answer is Salacious Crumb. <laughs> yes. Fucking <laughs> shit! 50, I they're screwing you. These. Oh man. Fifty fifty. You are getting screwed on these fifty fifties, man. I am sorry. I know. Not last. <sighs> wow. This is fucking awesome. I love you, Kevin Lau. I fucking love you. All right. <laughs> the order goes Fuck like him. this. Tim is in last. Yes! <laughs> with seven. Then Matt seven. with eight. I'm in second place. And then I have ten. Yeah. Holy I'm shit. I'm tied for third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Tim. There's what, 15, there's what, 15 episodes to go? It's true. So, true. Love it. I love it. I love it. Well, we didn't say you were doing next, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. All right. I don't have any ideas. <laughs> well, we should do whoever Barry. Oh, yes. Well, chosen. Matt has to uh, choose one. Yes. I have not picked yet, so we'll just say, why don't we just say next episode will be picked by Barry Barnard. We don't know what, so it'll be a surprise when we post it. Awesome. Nice. Life yeah. is it more exciting with little surprises. Yep. I love it. Dingy dingy. I love you all. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information. 